Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. You'd think I'd know these things by now, being a musician, mute and unmute. And... <laughs> Consequence Podcast Network. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Mayer. Today I get to catch up with Robert DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots, bassist, uh, one of the main songwriters of the band. He's got his debut solo album. It's called Lessons Learned. So we're going to be talking about, uh, well, how it ended up being an acoustic album and, and sort of its ties, or at least the thread, to the uh, to the most recent Stone Temple Pilots record, Perdita. Uh, and he's working with multiple vocalists, so we'll hear about that as well. Uh, let's see, we're going to discuss the influence of 70s artists like Paul Simon, John Denver, Gordon Lightfoot, who he actually says he's going to be covering on a pair of singles to be released soon. Uh, we'll hear about the way songs change with different styles, even harkening all the way back to Interstate Love Song. And having Gary Wright, uh, Spooky Tooth, uh, Dreamweaver Gary Wright, singing back up. Uh, we're also going to talk about his love of nature and how he says touring is just an excuse to go fishing. All that's and a whole lot more. We're talking lessons learned. It's Kyle Meredith with Robert DeLeo. How did I want to know what kind of coffee you're drinking? To say that all, you know, this that is tea right that. now, so it's. Uh... <laughs> I have to switch to tea. I'm drinking too much coffee, I guess. <laughs> I had the espresso earlier this morning. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you have uh, a new album, and and I guess this is this is the first time we get to say this is a solo album, right? With lessons learned. Yes, and I I usually say it with a British accent now because it sounds a little more sounds better. Yeah. A solo album. <laughs> <laughs> that really works that really works well first off let me compliment you uh what a beautiful record and what great songs um and 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 to set it up you're working with other musicians you've got a 
you know, it's a different sound than, than some people might expect from someone from Stone Temple Pilots. Although if you've been a fan, I think the press release says this too. It's like, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize a lot of this, but, but how did this come about? Why, why did you want to do this? And why, why is it, why is it this, the solo album? <laughs> well, uh, you know, the time, the world, the world allowed us a lot of time to, uh, kind of reflect and do things and rethink life. And uh, had a lot of time, uh, a lot of time to kind of sit around. And uh, I really wanted to get back in touch with my guitar playing, really my, my, my acoustic guitar playing. And um, just sitting down with all my instruments again and getting reacquainted with those really kind of set it up for me to, um, the more I played, the more I wrote. And that's usually what happens. Um, and, and being introduced to some new instruments at that time, uh, you know, kind of inspired me to go in different directions. And I just kind of kept it all acoustic, just with everything uh, that, that was ha or not happening at the time, I should say, with, 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 uh, with the pandemic and everything. So that's kind of what sparked it. It's interesting that you did sort of come from an acoustic spot right before it, too, and referencing the last STP record with Perdita. Did that have, was that sort of part of the pathway to this one? It was. Um, I, 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 th I think it was. I think I just um, really felt in my heart this was kind of where to keep, keep this record and, and put it. It's, it's, it's definitely from a, a, a more gentle area. Um, and I just, I kind of felt like that's where it needed to, to be. Well, beyond the music, uh, it's, I don't know if you'd call it a concept album, but there is a thread that runs to it. You call it Lessons Learned. There's a lot about love on the record. That seems to be the template. I mean, right right from the beginning, we get the, uh, the single uh, uh, Love is Not Made of Gold, uh, Jimmy from Ours. What was the, then the story that you wanted this album to tell? Well, you know, it's kind of been a journal and a diary for myself on this whole journey of kind of figuring out that question of what love is. What, what, what is it? Where does it go? Where does it come from? Did I, have I learned what it is? Um, it, it's all those things involved. I think it's, it's a universal question that we all experience, but it, you know, it's, I think it's just my, my version of it. And, and what I've experienced over the past couple of years. So did you notice that while you're writing? I mean, is this something you kind of realize afterwards, like, oh, wow, this is the headspace I'm in? Or, or was this something you can actually sort of look at and say, I have this opportunity to plan this out? And, and from there, you have to figure out how every song sort of tells that different part of a story. Yes, um, it was something that was in progress. And um, Mostly my, my acoustic instruments are my therapists and they're my friends and they're to sit down with, with one of these guitars is, is it's, it's how I work out what's inside. You know, it's always the constant uh, question of whether it's a curse or a gift being a musician because um, it's almost inviting to go to these darker places, but um, when you sit down with an instrument, it, it, it kind of works it all out for you, or you work it out with the instrument. And that's kind of what it was. It's, it's like I said, it's just my, my diary and my journal of what has 
you know, happened in my life over the past couple of years. Well, so you give your diary over to others then to put the vocals to this. Yes. Yeah. What What was the decision there? And 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 I guess the easy question is, you know, how did we end up with this group? Um, I'm very very fortunate to have great friends who are great vocalists. And I've had people who have listened to this and said, you know, why didn't you sing more on this? Because I, I, I sing vocals on the last song, Is This Goodbye? But I didn't want to have this record be something that I was critiquing. I wanted it to be something that I could listen to and have someone really handle these vocals and, 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 and I want to be a fan of this record, of listening to it, not, as, not only writing it, but listening to it. And um, the people I picked, you know, it's, it's a matter of not only the writing, it's a matter of really uh, putting your production hat on, your producer hat, and getting the right keys for these songs and knowing these vocalists and where their sweet spot is on where they're going to really present these songs um, the best way. Um, and I, I, I really think that I got the best and they gave the best of these songs. And, 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 and quite humbling, you know, to have friends who you can give lyrics to and say, do you, do you mind singing these lyrics? And do you mind singing this melody? And, and, and them adding to that with their touch and, and coming up with something. I mean, I couldn't have been, I could, couldn't have been any more satisfied than, than, Tim Bloom, Pete Shoulder, Kara Britz, Johnny Irian. Um, just amazing. Just amazing what everyone did. And 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 having, as you mentioned, uh, Kara Britz on there, it seems to me that like there, there's an opportunity because as you're telling these songs about love, does that, you know, having someone, uh, a woman uh, opposite you, does that give you the opportunity to sort of make it a conversation in a way? Yeah, yeah, it does. Very, yes, yes, yes. And um you know, I've I've always I've always loved that standpoint from a female and and that 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 point of view that comes with it, and um, that's always been rewarding to me to to have that. And you know, there's just some there's some songs that you choose certain instruments, and there's some songs that you cho choose certain voices. And and uh, you know, for the the two songs that Kara sang on this, I, I think it's I think she really got it, the message across and what I wanted from that female interpretation of it. Yeah, it's cool because when you went, when, for me, you know, sort of listening to it as an album with the through line, you know, you get to that point and I, like, it's like, oh, that's, that is, that's the other side of the phone line right there. That's the other side of the table, you know, at this point, you know, how does that, how does the story change for you in these moments? Yeah, it's, it's uh, hopefully healing. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution 
to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Kyle Meredith with Robert DeLeo. I will tell you from the get-go, uh, like I hadn't read anything. I hadn't talked about anything. I got the album sent over and it goes on. And I think, wait a second, am I listening to the right thing? This is <laughs> Because yeah. again, you know, I've heard you with these sounds and everything. So I wasn't so surprised with the acoustic, but right from the beginning, like big sky woman, like we're in the Americana zone right here, you know, part, parts of country. In fact, maybe it's even that term big sky. When I was listening to it, I started thinking about Chris Whitley. Like it's got that sound. I would love to hear about that part of your background too, because again, you know, whether we know you from hard rock and glam rock or even the Perdita stuff, you know, like this still seems like something, something else that that's going on was, was Americana was country is, I mean, is that part of your background? Did you have those heroes growing up? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up in the 70s, so all the music that I was listening to, whether it be from my mom's room or my sister's room or my brother's room, I mean, it ranged from John Denver to Jimi Hendrix. And I absorbed all that when I was younger. Um, I've always been a huge fan of acoustic-based artists. I also covered a couple of Gordon Lightfoot songs um, and they're not on the record, but I'll be releasing them. Um, but Gordon's one of my favorite artists, Paul Simon. Um, that was my childhood growing up. That was part of my childhood growing up. And obviously playing loud music and being in a band, it brings a certain thing. It, it, it brings something out that is part of what I love. Um, and so is so is sitting down. I mean, through the through the years of STP, you know, I, I have a, a really warm affection for Brazilian music. And I tried to introduce that on our third record. It was the song called And So I Know. And and you know, just introducing these 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 flavors into into the 
the music always. Um, I think when it comes down to something this intimate, um, I didn't set out for it to be Americana, but I think just playing an acoustic and playing maybe certain chords or something, it, uh, it comes from that place. Um, it's just a part of my DNA, so to speak now, you know, being older. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, you know, no surprise when we hit the title track, I thought, well, there's the Laurel Canyon. Like that, that's probably <laughs> inescapable for you. I, I would imagine like that's gonna be there. Oh, it's, well, that's why I chose Tim Bloom. You know, Tim, um, Tim, uh, he knows, he knows that area well. He knows that area of music well. Um, so that's why it was great to, honor to have Tim on this record. Uh, you know, I, br I brought up that last STP record with Perdita. Uh, I think the one song on here maybe that that I do find that that close thread is is what I'll do. Um, does that one feel like that sort of lives in that world? I mean, did you have that moment where you're like, oh yeah, there there the there the line is? Well, once again, I think it's it, I think it's just the 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 way you approach a song, and that's the beauty of music. You can approach a song. You know, I could take, for example, Interstate Love Song started out as a bossa nova piece, so it kind of started from there. Um, but to fit the band, um, I needed to put it in an area where it kind of sounded more um, rock and roll, I guess, you know. But it started out as a bossa nova on a nylon, nylon acoustic guitar. That's amazing. Well, that's, that's, that sort of goes along with this because with that last record, you did really blow the doors wide open as to what you guys could do at any point. You know, and, and maybe this is the obvious question, I'll go ahead and ask it. So when you get to this record, and you know, also considering the era that we were in and the opportunity it gave you, but but could this have been then? I mean, would you have ever wanted something like this to have been the next STP record? Well, I think it's just too personal for me. It's coming from uh, from really uh, an intimate place within me, um, and this was the kind of record that I, like I said, it 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 it's been it's been therapy for me. I I, I needed to. I needed to do this. It wasn't I wanted to do it. I just I needed to do this. I needed to get this out. Reading the credits, there's a couple things, few things I want to ask about. What is a sig fiddle and a marxophone? <laughs> this is a sig fiddle. It's a four-string instrument that is uh, a cigar box made by my friend Maddie Barato. Oh wow! And this uh, I got this as a gift from a friend. And as soon as I picked it up, uh, I started writing. It was, I couldn't, couldn't help it. Um, very inspiring instrument. Um, I used this on two songs on the, on the record. I used this on this, Is This Goodbye? And I used this on um, Put Aside Your Sorrows. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, It's, it's an amazing instrument. What a beautiful sound that comes out of that. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, man. Yeah, I could listen to that a little bit more all day. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, I saw a name on there, and, and it's background vocals that say Gary Wright. And I was wondering, I was like, is that the Gary Wright? Is that like Spooky the, Gary Wright? Yes. Yes. Uh, Gary has been a longtime friend. And um, 
we've done things together uh, musically and um, he's a beautiful person. And uh, when I was doing everything, the song, everything, uh, I asked Gary to, um, at the time, Gary had written a song with George Harrison and um, probably back in the um, All Things Must Pass era. Uh, and he's had it for this long. Um, he had Ringo play drums on it and asked me to play bass on it uh, and completely honored to do that, um, to be a part of that. In return, I, I asked Gary to sing back vocals and, you know, it quite an honor yeah. having having him do that. Yeah. It sounds great on there. You all sound great. And that's the thing. I, mean, I keep saying it. it's a beautiful record, just the way it all blends together. I, I, I'd say, you know, mixing your worlds, maybe for you, it, it feels like this is your fishing record as well. And I'm going to Yes. Yeah. Is this the music you listen to when you're out with, with casting away, right? No, I don't listen to music at all. I listen to the birds and the and every you know everything that all that has. The, that's another form of my therapy. Just being out right now. Currently, my neighbors are uh, fixing up their house, so I'm hearing a drill next door. Um, so that's why I get out into the wilderness and hear absolutely nothing but birds. I love uh, you know watching your social media feed and just seeing that you'll take any opportunity whatsoever. Like, because I think you said like, oh look, there's a spot right outside the hotel window. I can go fishing out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I've I've brought my poles on the road uh, uh, with in my in my um, case for forever. So wherever I am, I'll I'll find a place to just get out in it. And you know, fishing's the kind of thing that even if you don't catch anything, just being out there and enjoying that that area it's really it's really uh i guess i use touring as an excuse to go fishing so <laughs> no we hear about all the time you know you sort of have the uh you know the rock star buddies who'll play golf together or something like that like do, do you find that you've got some really great rock star buddies who, who are great at fishing no you know i just i just get away from from uh you know whether it's by myself or with some friends uh, it's not necessarily anyone who's associated with music i do have friends that are into fishing uh, that are musicians and I'll take any time I can to fish with them. Yes. That's, that's a funny line though. It's uh, using tours as an excuse to go fishing. That's uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, Robert, it's always a pleasure to talk to you again, this record. Uh, it's so great what you're doing. Um, I put aside your sorrows. You'd mentioned that one. It's one of my favorites on here in that line, come and meet the new sunrise. I mean, that's, yeah. there's something perfect about what you're doing. So congrats and thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lil Tullest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It was actually just last year in uh, 2021 that uh, Robert and I last spoke. And uh, at that time, we got to talk about what's really, I think, my favorite uh, STP record, uh, Tiny Music, as we call it. Uh, Tiny Music Songs from the Vatican Gift Shop. So I wanted to include that interview here as well, even though it's just deeper in the series. I'll, I'll make it easy for you. Uh, part two of Kyle Meredith with Robert DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots. How are you? It's a pleasure to see you on here as we talk about... 
the 25th anniversary of if I've got to pick a favorite STP record, this has always been mine. It's it's it seems like for the longest time it was the weird little gem of the group. But uh, after all this time, it, it seems like the reviews are finally coming around to it. Is that what you're sensing? Well, you know, I don't read the reviews, but uh, I, I, I do still f feel fond of the music. You know, yeah. that's what always mattered. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I remember, you know, when it came out, how, how people sort of reacted to it, like, this is different. This is this is. Yeah. Not. But it, it's funny because I feel like there was also something in the air. And I'm sure each artist, each band had their own reason for adjusting their sound. I was just talking with Jeff from Pearl Jam. They did No Code, which was their weird album at the time that band yeah. live and sort of put out their weird album all in the same year. You know, it was coming around like that. What was it for you all? What what kind of pushed you all in this direction to go against, you know, where you had come from on the previous two records? You know, I, I think I think between the four of us, we have so many different uh, uh, inspirations and, and, and things in music that we love, things about music that we love. And, uh, you, know, you know, I think that it was just time for that to maybe come out. Um, and it also could have been the uh, the the environment we were in. We rented a big house out in what's called the Santa Inez Valley out here up in the Santa Barbara area, and uh, that could have had a lot of lot to do with the freedom of kind of um, let's put it this way: instead of driving through traffic to a studio in North Hollywood, um, right. a lot more freedom to kind of express yourself because you were waking up there and. It was it was a it was a beautiful house on 100 acres and it's just the environment that we were in uh it it enabled us to kind of open our creative minds a little bit more and uh that was a big part of you know i know for me personally writing it was a big big part of trying to express what my influences were and and uh you know i think it was just time for us to do that we were all open to it yeah. And for you, especially, I mean, you finally get to lean in to a bossa nova, to jazz to a certain degree, um, which you've talked you talked about then and you've talked about recently about, you know, that, that's always been a big love of yours. Where did that come from? Where, where did your background in both of those musics uh, come from and start at? Well, um, I'm old enough now to uh, <laughs> have 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 heard those records, you know, um, from from older people um you know back in the 70s there were so many variety shows and and things that came into play that uh influenced music and at a young age i don't think there was any way around not getting inspired by those things whether it be burt back glenn campbell mm -hmm. or you know people people that really uh wrote great music and performed great music that was kind of the thing the bossa nova thing has always been a, a, a it's always been in my blood since i was little from those records and hearing those records firsthand yeah so when you've got to marry that to the big rock sound uh, there was definitely some glam things going on here i mean it to a sense it sounds like it just came so natural in the, in the final but but is there a trick to kind of pulling that in and saying what it does i mean obviously we have some very definitive moments you know right from the beginning whether it's press play or or, or further on but it does seem like when, when the two came together it, it felt seamless to me yeah you know we once again it's those records we grew up on you know it was uh 
people were exploring different sonic territories and different avenues. And, and you know, we, we always wanted to be that band. You know, I think it was of uh, having people digest what you were throwing at them, you know? And I think um, as time went along, uh, I think it was time to kind of throw those things sonically at people and, and see where that would go. Um, we, were, we were always just up for, you know, let's try this, let's do this, let's do this, and always sonically open to stuff. There's so many great moments that happen in there because of what you're talking about. Like that trumpet and adhesive is so perfect. You know, oh, even when I listen back to it now, it is so perfect. It, it is, isn't it? It was played so well. And I always wanted a song that could have a trumpet solo from my jazz, you know, from Miles, from mm -hmm. Paul Desmond to Stan Getz to, to all these things that I wanted to incorporate into our music. Yeah, when you have that stuff, though, like, as we know, historically, as we look back, you didn't get to do the full tour of these songs. You know, I, I don't think they ever got to live their full life in that moment uh, at that yeah. time or anything like that. But I mean, for what you did get to play and for whatever dreams you had for these songs, those moments like that, were they to be incorporated? Were you all able to, to kind of did you want to pull off this bigger sound as you took it on the road? Well, I think there is a difference between what is live and what is recorded. And, you know, I, I, think, I think the goal there is to make those recorded songs the best they can sound live. Um, sometimes all the songs that you do don't turn out that way. So um, we've done adhesive. You know, it's just a matter of, um, you know, if you want the whole thing there. I mean, taking a trumpet player out on the road. I, I, just I for one know. song yeah one <laughs> song i mean you know i was I, you know it just it doesn't make sense so some songs we just kind of left alone others we would do and it's a matter of which ones really come across live the best which yeah. ones those are and we should point out with this uh, deluxe edition of uh, of tiny music that that's uh, that's coming out there is a live show included um you get some stuff on there from uh, the mtv spring break yes. days uh, so, uh a bizarre bygone era of uh, MTV yeah. Spring Breaks. What do you remember from, from that little episode? Uh, I remember that night well. Personally, I remember that night well. I ate bad crawfish after the show. Oh, no. And uh, we went back, and the whole flight back from Florida to Los Angeles was, were numerous things coming out of me from both ends. So oh, that's geez. what I remember from that night. I actually got parasites that night. Um, so that's how I ended that show. But it was a great show. Um, had a lot of fun. And, you know, those moments are, you know, always, always like a small vacation, you know, and you get to play in front of people. So I always, I always uh, have a great time doing shows like that. I love that, you know, when we think of bands on the MTV stage, especially in the heydays of, uh, you know, 90s, 80s and all that stuff, you really do think of the big rock star moments. You don't hear exactly about that part of it all. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't rock star at all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, compliments, you know, for songs I've heard a million times, I, I was trying to separate myself as I go back and listen to them this time. Tripping on a hole in a paper heart is so fun. What you're doing on the fretboard, it's like Entwistle style, you know, playful. What, what, I don't know. And I guess, do you have musical touch points? I mean, it, it is one of those broad questions. How do you make something like that? Because what it ends up being, what, what I hear, STP, you know, it's like you're a dual lead band. 
you know, what you're doing, what Dean doing, I mean, you're both doing leads half the time. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've learned very well when to talk musically and when not to talk. So that's a brotherly thing. We've, we've figured out from an, from an early age. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. You point that out. It kind of, um, you know, as a guitar player, Dean likes to say as much as he can say, and, but he knows when to hold back. And, and that's, that's, that's a musical respect for each other. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about being in a band with my brother. Well, and, and, and it is a compliments to you too. I mean, what you're able to pull off, you know, on the bass in that song, because it is, it's a different layer. I mean, all of my favorite songs, you know, you, you have what you're presented with and, and how you take it in and, and the ones you spend more time with, you're like, wait a second, you know, and yeah, I know those happen a lot over your whole catalog, but I feel like they especially happen here that you're able just to kind of keep the onion skin, you know, it keeps pulling back and pulling back on these songs. You know, on, on the other side, you know, Scott did talk a lot about Bowie being the, the big inspiration for him going in on the lyrics uh, on this as well. Um, obviously, he's not here to speak about it himself. Like, like, where do you think his head was at at the moment? Uh, you know, what he was, and, and, and I'm not exactly saying lyrically, because I think we all know that part of the story, but, but what he was kind of trying to pull off as the, you know, as the singer. You know, Scott was a great singer. And uh, I think what he was also was a great poet. He really, his imagery and his wording was, was, was always amazing. Always amazing. Um, very personal very personal and there's some songs that he wrote about that I don't really even know what he was writing about or trying to express. Um, there was a lot of turmoil uh, in, in, in this record especially um, and it shows, it shows on, on, on these songs. Um, but I always, I always appreciated him as a singer as well as a poet. Yeah. Yeah. And I always thought much like with what you all were split in time, with talk show and eventually it would become the uh, the talk show album i always felt like this is the record that that did lead perfectly into that solo record that he did with uh with 12 bar blues i mean yeah. it it just yeah. seems like this was all sort of the same musical language that that you all yes. were part of and how interesting for you all to uh, to be splitting that you know I, i've heard you talk about like just cutting the songs down the middle and half of them go to this one and half of them go to this one i mean that's got to be an interesting way to kind of dole them out and, and just make records yeah, I guess I look back at that and think it was uh, a time for us to really be, it was, a, it was a very musical time. I mean, being on the road for so long through those two, three years together, you kind of want to get back to uh, what you have personally inside and, and start expressing that again. And expressing it with the people that when you have time away, you miss. And it, it, it really is an expression that you can't, express with anyone else in your life. It's such a personal thing. And I look back at that. What really, what really captures me is, is 27 years later, 26 years later, 25. 25 years, right? Yeah. That we're, you know, that we're still playing these songs and they still captivate me and bring me back to that place where I first wrote them, where I first played them, where we first recorded them, where, you know, and that's the beauty of music. It really yeah. is. And, and, and what you all done. I mean, it's such a great story. I mean, it, I should point up, I feel like we're going to be seeing some of this story. We've heard about a, a biography being out there. Are you involved in that? Does it tell the story of the band? Is, no. it, is it any part of that? I have no idea what that is. Okay. Yeah, but no, not involved with it. 
Yeah, that's um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's hell of a career that could be told in a movie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> what what you all have done uh, from there, the the talk show side of things. Um, you know, I, I know that was the lesser you know heard. Uh, it was a super cool record in itself. Do you find that that get its moment of celebration in in any of this at this time period? Uh, you know, I think about all the music we've written, but right now it's time for Tiny Music um, and SDP. Uh, yeah. Talk show is always, you know, I love that record. I love that record. It was, a, it was an important part of expression for the three of us, Dean and Eric and myself, for, in that point in time. Um, and it needed to happen when I look back at it. Definitely yeah. needed to happen. Yeah, well, even even the single Hello, Hello, it's something I find myself humming all the time. I mean, ah. it's a great song, you know, it's just it's still stuck in my head somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of goes along with that. I, that. That's also the obvious point here. You know, that does bring us back into the present. Uh, we got a record last year. It's interesting, the parallels that I can draw, because here with uh, STP's most recent record, this acoustic based record finds you all once again stretching to find new sonic territory yeah. and once again not being able to tour it <laughs> in the yeah. same way yeah what how, like how does that record feel right now because again here's something that went out into the world and then was suddenly like okay yeah yeah you know um we were just having fun with 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 uh writing acoustically i mean all of my songs pretty much start from acoustic guitar they start from that standpoint um, so to be able to follow that through and actually continue that journey acoustically, you know, it's challenging. It's kind of like pulling your pants down, you know, and, uh, I think it was time for that, you know, to, to, I'm, I'm really proud of Jeff. Uh, Jeff really handled himself well on this record, uh, yeah, had, lyrically and everything. Yeah. I've had him on this show before and uh, was just so impressed. Um, you know, with with his headspace and and where how he's inserted himself or, or became you know part of the family and the band and everything. It's just um, you know, Mighty all props proud. to him too. Yeah, definitely. So so does you know when you when you finally get back on the road, does that album become the focus? Were you all able to say okay, let's just keep going? You know, with what we're writing and recording here, does it become something else? You know, I think we're just ready to go out. Our first show coming up is out actually out at Sturgis. So it's oh, really? uh, what a way to come back and get your yayas out by playing to a bunch of bikers. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's going to feel good. I know it is because we're, we're all itching to play. Um, it's, it's been too long and it's been so, so long to the point where I kind of forget what I what I what I do. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to look fancy, but I have my pajamas bottoms on, to be honest with you. So, nice. Yeah. So. I think everybody understands that we've all done it once or twice, yeah. at least in the past year. So it's a, it's a, it's like a fine mullet. It's a party on the top and <laughs> <laughs> work on the bottom. There's got to be an extra metaphor that goes along with that at some point. It's <laughs> something, something to go uh, along with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love what you do. I've been such a fan for, I think the whole run, at least uh, pretty yeah. early on in there. Um, and, and again, with tiny music and this deluxe edition, I'm, I'm so happy that this record is finally getting celebrated in the way that I always felt it should have been. Yeah. And, uh, and what you all continue to do. Uh, thank you so much for continuing and, and, and do thank you so much for taking the time to talk about oh, it. Oh man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Really appreciate it.
It's been a real pleasure, and uh, and we'll see you soon on the road. Sounds great. Hope to see you soon, man. Thank you so much. And my thanks to Robert DeLeo. Again, the uh, new record is called Lessons Learned. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode and the series. Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we uh, put out. Uh, I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at all the usual spots, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcasts from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can find me on the uh, the old social media spots as well. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. I'll tell you, man, I, I'm shooting the video for Love Is Not Made of Gold, and I'm in Southern California, and I can't find a damn tree that's changing color. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.